This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. What's up, Paddle and Finn listeners? This is your host, Brian, from the OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Orr's second annual Catch and Release Charity Tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers Together Can Help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m., goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out, get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the paddle, the letter N, and finn.com, go to the store tab. You buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event. Um, That's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations. So get signed up, guys. Jackson's trying to reach 100 anglers. I think it's an easy way for us to achieve, even if you can't fish it. It's 20 bucks, guys. Let's help out. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. 
check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milton. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford, and today we have special guests, the People's Champ. <laughs> Mr. Rippin lifts himself, Obedee Williams. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> Glad to be part of the show. <laughs> Man, it's good to have you on here. I've been wanting to interview you for a while, even before I even got into the podcast game. I'm like, this dude's awesome. I'd love to talk to him sometime, so I'm really excited to be able to talk to you tonight. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> uh, you know, so, something I wanted to mention right off top here. Is like a couple of weeks ago, you added on your Facebook story, uh, you, you added a video talking about like wear tube socks when you're out on the water. That way, you know, if nature calls, you know, you can cut those socks off. <laughs> yeah, just a little tip for the fishermen. You know, I try to keep it real out there. You know, some of the things that save your life out there while you're fishing. <laughs> I mean, if you know what I know, it ain't one thing that, oh, that could take a fisherman mind off of fishing. Is having to go do that number two. <laughs> you came and you came and fish right. You fighting it though. Hey, hey, that's why I keep a pack of uh, baby wipes on my kayak. Just yeah, see, yeah, that's just in case. Yeah, just in case. But for the guys who forget, rush, new guys who just getting on the sand, they don't have that toilet paper. They got tube sock. Now they got ankle socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You had a long sleeve, now you got a tank top. You know? <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, you know. I, I ain't trying to use no leaf out there. I'll end up getting like right. a poison knife here. So. Right. Well, you don't do that. <laughs> but, man, on this podcast, uh, on my segment of it, you know, a little bit about me. I've been bass fishing for about six years. I'm not good at it. You know, my personal best is a four-pound largemouth. The most bass I've ever caught in a day is three. And, right. and you know, so I, I started this up, you know, just try to, like, get some good people like yourself on here, you know, interview you, try to get some tips and tricks and, you know, something to help become a better fisherman. Yeah. And uh, I want to get into that. But first, you know, I can't have you on here without bringing up Hopi World. Like, oh my it, gosh, yeah, wasn't that long ago you were at the Hobie World Championship, and yeah. uh, like that, that had to be cool right there. Yeah, you you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, they had me at Gold Coast, Australia, and you know, I didn't fish a lot of tournaments, and you know, I'm thinking this is just another tournament, but more or less, you know, I'm, I'm going out of the country, so you know, I'm gonna have some fun with that. But once I got out there, man, I was blown away at how they set up Hobie World. 
I mean, you felt like it was like the Olympics of fishing, you know, and everybody was so nice and the competition, these are the best in the world. And I mean, Hobie, I tip my hat off to them. And everybody who goes there, they say the same thing. Once you do one Hobie world, you'll do whatever it takes to try to get back to another one. <laughs> Cause it was that amazing. Like a lot of thought went into that. And like I said, I mean, I'm in Australia, I'm hanging out, you know, they're eating kangaroos and crocodiles. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm fishing for a yellow fin brim, you know, and it's like a, uh, it's like a crappie, but uh, salt water. Uh, I think all, it's like related to like our yellow fin uh, perch out this way. And them fish pool and you have to use these little cranking crabs and fish underneath docks. And it was an experience, you know, I never fished saltwater, so it was a new for me. And, and I tell you, everybody was so nice. The Australian guys, man, they rolled out the red carpet for everybody. And it was amazing. I definitely next year going to do a bunch of those events as much as I can to try to get back there. You know, I definitely left like, uh, I mean, they love the people champ out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they love me out there and I love them. I say I didn't want to leave. It went by so fast, you know, but uh definitely, definitely a great experience. Definitely a great experience. How long did they have you out there? Uh we were out there for five days. So it was two days of practice, three day tournament. So some guys was out there seven, eight days, a lot. I was out there for six days, actually five days, because uh I missed my flight. Because of my visa, didn't match up with the airport. They had problems. I didn't make it there. I missed the first day of practice. I barely, almost didn't even make it through the whole trip. Luckily, uh, I found another, I booked another flight, and they let me get on the plane, and and I made it there. And uh, but I needed that other day of practice, though, for sure. Because one more day of practice at the end of the tournament, it's like I figured it out, you know. And I was like, oh man, if the tournament started now, I'll be ready to go. But you know, <laughs> I told the Australian guys I'll be back out there to fish for those fish again. <laughs> No, I I never saw uh, like the, the the final rankings and stuff. How how did you end up doing it? Did did you do decent? Yeah, I think it was forty six of us, and I ended up in twenty twenty first. I ended up twenty first. Yeah, that ain't bad for fishing for no fish no fish for before. Yeah. Exactly, not at all. And I would have did a lot better than that if I leave if I had that other day of practice. I mean, I started to put it together. Um, I was catching quality fish, so that's what I was happy about. Like some of my, I had on day two, I had two fish, but my two fish weighed more than some guys' three fish, you know. So I'm like, I, I, I put it together, but it was just a little bit too late. Man, that's still awesome, you know, getting to travel over there and do that, and had your name right on the side of that kayak. Oh my goodness. So cool. when I, when did you see that? You get there, your name with the United States flag on there. I mean, you're a celebrity. It was like, you're a celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, instantly, like, this is real. But the realest part is when the first day of the tournament, they had us all lining up, and they had the Australian National Anthem playing. And this woman came on with the sweet voice singing. It, like, brought you to tears. It was like, I'm in the Olympics, going against the best of the best of the best. Like it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Maybe, maybe one day, you know, when I master bass fishing, maybe I'll be able to get to that level. <laughs> but right. you actually, hey, it, no, go ahead. It can go happen ahead. for any. It can happen for anyone. I mean, that's the beautiful part about fishing. You know, it's like you you're not competing against anybody else but the fish, and you can't go out there thinking of 
other people. And I know a lot of guys do that. That's why in some of the tournaments out here, I crack jokes and I'll say, I'm the black scarecrow. You know, <laughs> because <laughs> some guys mentally will see a guy at a tournament and be like, oh, this guy here, he's so good. There's no way I can beat this guy. You know, I might as well, they, this is their favorite line. Oh, I might as well just give him my money right now. Like, <laughs> you already, I already beat you then. You're it, mentally out the game. And, you know, I, I hear that quite a bit. You know, um, pe people saying like, well, I'm just going to go donate my money and stuff like yeah. that. So, I already beat you. <laughs> I already beat you before. You know, now you're on the water thinking about that. When the guys who's thinking about winning is thinking about winning and catching fish. Mine is on the next fish. Every cast. It could be the potential, the, the fish that's going to win the tournament. If if your mindset ain't every cast could be the winning fish, then that's the level you got to get to mentally. You know, this is a mental game. You know, a guy take too many L's, he want to sell the boat and the rods. And send the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's part of the game. It's a learning process. You know, it takes years to, to develop that strategy to putting it all together. You know, you start off getting your butt kicked. You start off, you can't get a limit. Then all of a sudden, you got yourself a limit. Now, and all of a sudden, you got yourself a solid limit. Next, you know, you got the solid limit with the big fish. Now you're getting the checks. Now you're getting up in the places, up in the checks. Now you won the tournament. But it took years. Anybody who won that many tournaments, they'll tell you they, they took a butt. They took, they, you know, they got their butt kicked a lot. And it, that's the only, I, to me personally, that's the only way you want to get there. You know, you want to get in the grind. So when you, it means that much more when you win that tournament that you knew like all this work I put in, all this time on the water, it finally paid off, you know? <laughs> Man, I, I can't wait for that day. I, I've still yet to fish a tournament. You know, I, I you know, mo most fish I've ever caught in a day is three. You know, I still got a ways to go before I go well, you know, I jump in a tournament, but. But you know, a lot of these uh, kayak tournaments are three fish. <laughs> and, and there, there's actually a uh, a local like small kayak group that uh, that yeah. just started up a, a tournament trail, and it's all three fish limit. So I'm thinking about like going out there, you know, maybe get one or two in uh, before yeah. it ends. But uh, with kayak. What I love about it is, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, go with, ahead. Ki with, with, with kayak, I love that. The tournaments they set up and they do the camping and all that stuff, to me, like, trumps the tournament. You know, the tournament is just a cherry on top. You know, some guys, like, I'm not ready yet to get in. Man, if you go out there and just go have some fun, forget about if you catch fish or you don't catch no fish. Go out there and have some fun. I tell a guy all the time, a guy who won, I got plaques. A lot of guys, plaques. We all got plaques. got plaques. But how many times have you been to somebody's house and they showing off plaques? You know, like... Everybody plaques got dust on them. They all in the closet. They're somewhere. But what we all do have is those memories. If I see you and we could talk about, man, remember at that last tournament we was cracking jokes and we were playing checkers and this and that. And everybody would get the <laughs> like. That's the stuff that keeps on going for years and years. And I think that's what keeps you in the fishing game. You know, then you don't mind whatever happens. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get, as long as you give it your best. That's all you can do. That's all. That's all you can do at the end of the day is just give it your best, you know? But what you can do is make sure you have a good time. That's what you can do. Right. And you look like you're always having a good time, man. I watch always. Your, your stories <laughs> on Facebook, watch your videos and stuff, and you always got a <laughs> smile on, man. And, and it's, it's contagious because, like, you see you smiling out there laughing and stuff. You know, it, make, it make, makes me want to smile. 
And like, I feel like your boat could be sinking and you're losing all your gear and you're still going to find a way to smile and laugh it off, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I am. I am, right? You know, I'm always looking on the bright side. Uh, I just be happy just to be out there. I feel like I'm blessed just to be out there to, to fish. Like, I already won, you know? So by having a good time, and I know that it's contagious for people. Like, I've come from the era, from the Delta, where everything was serious. We, we're here to do a job, do our money. And if I lost, I'm putting my boat on the trailer. I'm taking off. I ain't saying nothing to nobody. And that was the, the attitude. So I switched all up. Like, man, we in here day in and day out, every weekend doing these tournaments for years and years and years. Let's have some fun. Somebody, hey, you, bring the grill out. Let's have some fun. Hey, you, turn the music up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I know you didn't catch no fish, but we better have a good time. Guys start looking for after the tournament to, to hang out. Then you didn't feel too bad when you didn't catch them and nobody really cared. And I didn't get them today. And I was good enough to say, and you can come hang out. And then knowing that feeling made you, you didn't feel embarrassed to come back and be like, oh, these guys got it. I didn't get a limit, this, that, and that. It's not all about that. You put your work in, you're going to get your time in. And people going to know that. You know, people know when you put your time in and then you eventually do good. You know, when somebody just shows on the scene and do good, it don't really last that long. Anybody can get lucky in a tournament. It's about staying consistent. You know, in the game, how can you stay consistent? Okay, there's eight tournaments. How can I stay in the top above in that tournament? You know, and when you miss fish and all that, I judge all like, okay, so if I caught those last two bites, oh, I would have been right there. Okay, next time I need to work on that. You know, long as it ain't your fault, you make sure your knots and your line and your hooks and all that stuff is taken care of. You do your part and get out there and practice. More I tell anybody, man, how do I get to that level? I'm like, it's practice, 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 practice. It's a guy that's out there from sunup to sundown practicing. It's a tournament that we he out there two or three days. So, of course, he he should do good or he did well. He put the work in. He put the time in. Oh, you got you didn't do so well and you got your lip out and you, and you taking off, you know, right after. Well, you just showed up on game day. Like, how can you be mad? You can't be. These guys <laughs> practice. You showed up on game day and you mad that you didn't do good. Nah. Come have a good time, but you know what you got to do. You got to put the work in. But we all do it, show up on game day, but I look at that. That's luck. You can get lucky. Hey, man, I had some fish going a couple weeks ago. Them fish still there. They in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if they don't, it's all good. You know, but putting that work in, I tell you, you put that work in, in any body of water, you'll be shocked what you start coming up with, working it day by day. I mean, I go off for two hours. If I got two hours to kill, I'll go try to really push myself. Man, let's go out there. We'll be there in 20 minutes, unload this kayak. We can get like two hours in, and we can just check this spot out. I went out yesterday, did a little area that I normally don't fish, and it was crazy because the kayak is always shallow there. So I was like, well, I'm about to go in the back because I had some patches. So I cruised in the back. It went from two foot to like six, seven foot, and they was in there, you know? But if I didn't keep going out to practice to learn this stuff, and now I got a new spot to add to my repertoire. You know right? Man, that like what what you're talking about, like having a like breaking out the grill and like having fun and all that. Man, I I I, I love that part right there because I, I feel like a lot of people take fishing too serious, and it, it seems like it's especially in the tournament area. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it's like it's like people forget why they fish. Like, like yeah. I I ain't trying to become a good bass fisherman, make it make a full-time living off of it i I know there are right. people out there that do and stuff but right. the number one thing with that is, is we fish because it's enjoyable you know it, it's fun exactly. you know you, you get that adrenaline rush whenever you 
get that bite and you can't know. never lose that passion about it you know and that's what i love about i try to always bring with my stuff with my stories and everything to let guys know hey especially new guys hey don't get intimidated because these guys got a jersey on with 55,000 patches and a hundred thousand dollar boat and hundred dollar truck and they serious and they don't say hi to you don't worry about none of that i said just come out and have some fun you just come out and have some fun you already won you know, so if you see me and I do good in the tournament and at the same time, I'm having a good time. I'm smiling. Hey, this time, OBD, I didn't even catch a limit. All right, you know, I clear like for day one. I didn't even get a limit. I fished hard, too. I still came back and cracked jokes and laughed with everybody. I didn't come back with my lip out and be like, oh, man. Nah, you know why? Because somebody wins this tournament next week. There's another winner, and the next week there's another winner. Next week, and then it just keeps the cycle just keeps con just continue. It's like a per it's something like personal for you. You know, I started out there like man, I just want to get a plaque. Like that just be nice to get a trophy. You know, and I just worked on that. Like this was personal to me. Like I want to do that. Then I get the plaque. Now I'm like, ooh, okay, I want to get the W. And it took a long time. I got second place, third place, and, you know, but, and then I finally, when I got the W, it was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Like, I worked so hard, and then finally everything came together for me. And what it also did for me was let me know it was possible to do. You know, once you see it, that's, that's it. And fishing, that's all you got to see. And, you know, a lot of guys, oh, hey, I don't punch. Yeah, well, you don't get out there and practice enough punching. But I guarantee you, you go out there and you punch, punch, punch for a couple of days straight, and then you got some of them gordita belly shirts that came in the justice, and you brought them in. I guarantee <laughs> you, that changed your whole mentality. You have so much confidence in punching. You know, like I don't throw swim baits, but I know I don't, I don't, I don't throw them. You know, and I don't catch fish. And I, I'm the type of guy at tournament like, oh, they they catching no swim baits. You know, and I start throwing a swim bait at the, the tournament. You make like 10, 11 casts. He like. They not biting swim baits, you know? And then the guy who won come back and say, I crushed all swim baits. You're like, I threw the swim bait. And you threw that sucker a handful of times. I threw it all day because I knew what it could do. And it's the confidence. It's a confidence thing. Man, you just subscribe me. You Like, I, I tried to, <laughs> like, venture out and try something different. And like you said, you know, 10, 11 casts. You know, I'm like, <laughs> all right, let, let's go back to something I'm a little better at. Yeah, that that's why back in the days I used to make sure when I go out like, okay, I need to get better at cranking. I would only make sure I brought the cranking stuff. So halfway through the day when I didn't get bit and I'm throwing it for three hours and I'm like, okay, where's my stuff I know I can get bit on? I left it at the house purposely to make myself like, you go, you know, you got to get better at this. You know, this is a practice day. It don't matter. You don't catch no fish, but let's get comfortable throwing these baits and you know see what we can do. You know. But it does take a lot of mental game. <laughs> See, that, that, that's one thing with me is, I, you know, I, I want to put in that work you're talking about. I, I want to get out there more. I'm married with two kids. and So it's harder for me to get out there. I get like one day a week, you know, if, yeah. if, if I'm lucky. So, you know, with me, I'm like, okay, I got this one day. I don't really want to waste it trying to do something I don't know. You know, I, I want to, I want to catch some fish. Let me throw what I know. And so that, that hurts me right there. That hurts all of us because I, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it till this day. I know I should be trying something now. Tournament coming up. Guys is saying what they biting on, but I'm stuck in my ways 
and then I'm out there catching fish. And knowing, so when I get my butt kicked, I'm like, you knew you should have been practicing trying that, but I didn't, like I said, I'm like you, I'm married, I got kids. When I was, felt like I was doing my thing, I had less kids. I had a lot of freedom to go out and fish more. <laughs> you know, now all that's gone. Now the new, the youngsters come and then they beat me, you know, but I understand because I'm looking at their page and they're out there every day putting work in. You know? I'm watching the kids. So, <laughs> so when, when tournament time comes, he's laser focused over there. And I know like, I need I need the fish guys to give me a good fish to beat this guy today because he ready. He knows exactly what's happening out here. And I'm bad, but I'm cool with that. That's why I'm gonna make sure I have a good time. I'm gonna shake his hand if he beat me. And uh, I know that the work I have put in that, you know, it can still get me a W, but I know that what it really takes is to, to really be out there. But hey, I mean, like you said, it's fishing. You don't have a good time. If you like competition, yeah, especially with the kayak, what they want, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks. You know, they're not asking the world of it, you know, and I, you know, I don't mind if it's, oh, it's 40 bucks. You know, hey, whatever. You know, I'm not going to cry, you know, if I lost 40 bucks to the same time <laughs> somebody grilled up tacos and had the music playing. I kicked it all night. Brewskis. We had a great time. You know, I laughed until I got hoarse the next morning, you know, and then I went to go compete against these good guys that I hang out with. And like I say, you already won. I was like, tell the guy, man, I'm not ready, man. Just come out and have a good time. I can understand if you're talking about these, like some of these tournaments, oh, that's 800 That's $1,000. That's $1,500. Like, yeah, that's steep. You, you want to make sure your game is tight when you go, go and spend that type yeah. of money. You know, but some of the club tournaments, you know, those are the perfect ones to get started in. You learn a lot more when you get into that type of stuff as well. Yeah, I've, I've thought about doing some tournaments just for that aspect and, you know, just kind of learn while I'm out there, get to be around more people that are good and stuff. But but with that right there, you know, I, I know locally here a lot of the kayak tournaments are like, you know, 30, 40 bucks. So, you know, that's not, that's not that bad. Huh. Yeah. Not that bad. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've talked about like you fishing tournaments and stuff like that, but you know, I'd kind of like to take it back a little bit, you know, for people that don't know you, hmm. like give a little bit of your background, a little, how you got into bass fishing and stuff like that. Oh uh, man. <clears throat> 2000. Well, I've always been fishing, California Delta, my dad, catfish, stripers, crappies, bluegills, started off like that. Um, in 2005, I moved to the, well, 2001, I moved to California Delta in Discovery Bay, and I just catfished and striper and crappies, that's all I did. And then in 2004, I started my, my company, Ripping Lips, which I just started doing videos, and uh, just kind of making DVDs, handing them out to local people out in the Bay Area and, and lakes around here, Clear Lake and whatnot. So then, fast forward to 2006, YouTube comes out. So I started putting my videos on YouTube. And I was like one of the first guys to have fishing videos on YouTube. So a lot of people kind of know me from the old YouTube videos. Like Mike Iconelli, you know, he caught me from MySpace to YouTube. He was uh, like, man, I like what you do. And that was cool. And um, so I started doing more and more videos of, of the, the ripping lips. Then I ran across my buddy, Jamon Andrews, who was bass fishing on the Delta with Mark Daniels. Um, they just teamed up to start doing team tournaments and they got a hold of my DVDs 
And they both called me and was like, we got to be a part of this. So I hook up with them. Then we started the Ripple Lips Hit Squad. So now we're this big team. And now they're teaching me about bass fishing because I knew nothing about bass fishing. So they put me in a club, local club called Bank. And I got in that club and started at the grassroots, just learning how to do, learning how to bass fish, you know, and catch fish. And then sitting with Jamon and Mark and then learning that. So as years went by, I started putting my time in the tournaments. I stopped doing videos because I wanted to be known for tournaments. I saw like on the California Delta, it's just, it's like a royalty type thing. Like certain guys that just, you know, are like legendary out here. And I saw, I was around them and I wanted that. So I said, I stopped putting, doing videos and I fished like every day, bought me a boat, sold everything I could sell and <laughs> I could sell to give me a boat. I got me a boat. I went fishing every day, got my butt kicked for years <laughs> learning. Then eventually you start putting it together, start coming together. And I stayed right on the California Delta. I mean, I, I ventured out to do other lakes and fishing, but I was just losing money all over the place just trying to learn. And uh, OG told me, he said, you need to get good at one spot first before you start venturing. So I stayed at the Delta. Then I started getting good at the Delta. And my whole goal was to fish every circuit they had in the Delta to try to become legendary. I was like, if I can do good at every circuit they hold and everybody knows me and I can make my name out there, that's what I'm going to do. I, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the plaques. It was just about that respect. And then I just started doing better and better in all these tournaments. And then eventually they were like, you know, the bulk of the terms was like, you can't fish these tournaments anymore. You know, so then it was like, I said, oh, man, did I just get to the legendary status? So, you know, I started calling myself the ambassador of the Delta. And uh, but at the same time, I just started bringing more joy to the to the tournaments to let guys know, like, man, come on out to have some fun. New guys, old guys, we're going to have a good time. And everybody knowing the Delta, when I show up to the tournament, it's all going to be some smiles, laughs, and a good time. And um, so once I started doing well on the Delta, on the amateur side, jumped to the pro side, started doing good on the pro side. And then from there, it was time to venture off to lakes and whatnot. So I started doing my lake thing. Um, as I'm doing the lakes like Wild West, I also started a, a tournament called the O Opens. I ran my own tournament circuit out of Tracy Oasis. And, and I did a bunch of tournaments all over the Delta. And a bunch of the, the legends came to support me, D Thomas and them. They came out, show love. So I had that under my belt. Then I started doing the lake tournaments of Wild West. Started doing pretty good on the, on the lake side and made my name known there. And then um, one day I go into my backyard and um, I stay on the water and we had salmon running through. So my boat was in the front yard and it was tons of salmon jumping like crazy. So all I had was my little Costco uh, kayak. I said, I'm about to go catch these salmon over these kayaks. So I go over there in my kayak. I throw that rattle trap over there. Start da -da 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 -da, hit that dude. He dragged me all over the place. I videoed it. I'm trying to catch him. I couldn't do nothing with him. <laughs> he broke. He broke me off. And then I was like, ah oh, man, I got to get my boat out here to come catch him. So I put that video up on Facebook. And then my man Wes Jones from the kayak world, they was like, man, you need to come out here and kayak fish. And I was like, kayak fish. Like, I mean, all right, you know. <laughs> Okay, I mean, what's the, I, I didn't know the difference of kayaks at that time. I figured they all were like Costco kayaks. So I go out to Comanche with him. We instantly get on the kayaks, and I was blown away at the fishing kayaks. I said, this is amazing. And it just brought me back to the elements, like brought me back to like getting started fishing again, like the basics, you know? And it felt like at the same time, I felt like that's what I needed in my game as well. Because the boats is so fast, it's so boom, 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 you're going, you're going. The kayaks is, 
I can't run nowhere. I have to learn this spot, you know? And I, I fished the kayak world, and that's when I stay camping and hanging out. Everybody's having a good time. I just fell in love with those guys and, and girls and ladies, and, and, uh, <laughs> and I had a good time. Then I went, I went to Tracy, I mean, uh, to uh, Shasta for the Hobie Opens that, that uh, following year, and I won. You know, I had 100, 100 guys came out, and I won it. And I, I mean, I was blown away that I won it because I was in 19th place, 17th place after day one. But just by a hair, you know, from first place, it was real tight. But I'm figuring everybody's on fish. So day two, I, I started off slow. And then halfway when the day's almost over, I catch like a four-pound spot. And it just changed. Before the four-pound spot, I had two of these little fish. And my, <laughs> my lip is hanging all out. I'm like crying. Like, I was so close. And as our tear hit the water, dude, I set the hook. I said, oh, my gosh. I'm fighting the biggest small ball I ever caught. I mean, spotted bass I ever caught. I said, oh, my goodness. Wait, that instantly burst of energy. I start fishing even harder and harder and uh, caught two more, like, uh, two-pounders up there, which is gold. And I came back, and I was like, like, man, I didn't think I won it, but I was like, man, maybe I made the top 10. So they cut the score off at the last hour, so I didn't know. I looked at the end, and I said, oh, man, they didn't, they didn't show me. So I get back, and I'm walking by all these guys looking like somebody should say, hey, good job over there. <laughs> I'm looking at everybody in the eyes and nobody's saying nothing to me. And I'm like, man, I must have got my butt kicked. So then they're doing the thing. And, you know, I'm sitting there. They call my buddy. He took like uh, seventh or sixth place. So he comes back and I'm looking at his uh, certificate and I'm adding up his inches and I'm adding up my inches in my head. And I'm like, I have more inches than that. So now I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I might be in the top five. So then he go fifth, fourth, third. And then I'm like, did I really have that many inches? Now I'm gonna be like, <laughs> my buddy's like, you won it. And I'm like, no, I couldn't have. And then I sure enough won it. And I took the trip, and that was the best day ever. And and here I am. I'm now I'm, I'm back. I went out there, and I'm back, and I'm trying to keep it going. And, and that's how you won, won your trip to Australia. That's how I won the world championship. Yep, for the world champion. Man, yep. that's awesome. <laughs> and and for for the listeners that are listening to this. You know, y'all are missing so much of this interview right now, but not being able to see him on video. This man, what he was telling the story, is so animated, hands are everywhere. This is so much better right there. I feel so bad for the people listening to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. They gather around. I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, man, that, that's awesome because you, you fish from boat and kayak, right? Yeah, you know a little bit of both. So, mm -hmm. do you have a preference with that? Well, I do love the boats because boats is just fun to drive. It's way easier to fish out of a boat from than the kayak, um, and you can hit all your spots, multiple spots, all day long. You're not just confined to just one spot. Now, the kayak, on the other hand, though, is <laughs> gonna save you a ton of money, <laughs> and you get a way different feeling in the boat. Uh, the kayak gonna make you a better fisherman, for sure. Um, it makes you think. I said, I'll say the boat game is is uh, checkers and the kayaks is chess. You know, I think all beginners should start in the kayak. You know, because it's gonna make you fish. It ain't no driving 80 miles an hour here, then fishing for five minutes. You're like, oh, they're not here, and then picking up, then driving another 30 minutes, 80 miles an hour. Oh, they're not here. You're going all over this place, spending more time on the big motor than the trolling motor. 
versus the kayaker, he'd be like, man, I'll have the kayak back two miles, bring the truck down the ramp, load it back up, tie it all up, put all my gear up, then drive all the way to the other side of the lake, relaunch it, put all my stuff. Like, oh, man, you get tired just thinking about all that stuff. He's like, I'm better off just trying to work <laughs> it out right here. You know? And, and coming from the boat, I always find myself laughing at that because I'm like, man, these fish are not here. And then you're looking at the next point, and it's, it's like an hour kayak away. It's like, oh, my God, do I really want to kayak way down there to fish that point that I don't even know if they're there? Or do I want to just keep on trying to work out and look on my graph and try to figure out different things and see what's over this area where I'm at and try to find these fish? You know, it's, you know, it's definitely a thinking. Well, you know, just this past weekend, I was out fishing, and whenever I was coming out, and uh, loading up my kayak and everything, this um, this man pulled up and was asking me how I was doing and stuff. And I was talking with him, and in conversation with him, you know, we're it started saying like how boats can cover more water and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you know, some people can make the argument that you know you cover more water in a kayak because you know you're you're like fishing all that water. You ain't just driving past it. You're having to fish all of it. You are doing so much more fishing. In the kayak than a boat. Yeah, for sure. But the boats just don't give the kayakers that respect yet. You know, kayak, I feel, is still on the come up. Um, a lot of guys just not up on it that they have kayaks because I think most guys think, oh, I'll get in a kayak, it's going to flip me over, and this is too too much to try to fish out of it. But once you get in one of those fishing kayaks, it just blows you away of the stability of them things and, and how you can fish out of them. And you can get into areas that boats can't get into. You know, like I was at Clear Lake and all the guys in the boats, it was a humongous grass patch and it was thick. So you, your trolling motor wouldn't get through all that stuff to get into the back. So, so everybody just fished the front. Well, my kayak, I just glid right Man, over all, right exactly, over. <laughs> all the way in the back. And they watched me catch those belly shirts right in their face, in deep face. Boom, seven to eight pounders coming on out. And it's because nobody can get to those fish in the boat. You need kayak to get in those spots. You know, and I love that. I feel like every fisherman should have a boat and a kayak at the end of the day, if you can do that, you know, because it's the love. Like, it's just a different feeling out of both. It's a different, you're more down with nature when you're in that kayak. You're so low to the water and everything. It's more relaxing. And, and you get a workout, you know? But same thing, <laughs> you know, for some of the guys that's up in the age, who don't get to go to work, take care of the family, and then they go fish. They don't get their workout when they're supposed to work out and don't want to work out. Like me, I'm not trying to go to the gym, but when you go out in that kayak to go fish, you're forced to work out. You want to go to that and spot? Well, guess what? You got a paddle over there. And some people like <laughs> me need that workout. <laughs> <laughs> I, I applaud guys like that. Like you right to what I'm saying. That's the perfect thing. Before you know it, you done did two, three miles, you know, kayaking around the lake, fishing. <laughs> like, that's good for you. You know, so, like, I found something that I can go work out. Even when I say, you can be 70, 80 years old, and you can still do this workout. You know? And and, and, and it is a workout, too. I remember my first Ooh. time going out there, man, my, my abs hurt for a couple <laughs> days, just like I'd been to the gym doing some ab workout. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get a workout, boy. Hey, you go do a couple miles of that kayak and then get off and then pull that kayak up out the water, up the ramp a little bit. Oh, man, you so done. <laughs> you gonna sleep good. You gonna sleep like a baby that night. <laughs> so what, what kind of kayak are you in? Uh, 
gosh, what kind of guy? I got a bonafide. Um, I don't know what's. The, I got a native Titan twelve, and a bonafide, and two Costco kayaks. Oh mate, you're ready for whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I say, especially with the Delta out here, it's perfect. I got a kayak light enough to slide down any little spot I can, or pull through some tules, or you know, I'm always on Google Earth trying to find me another little spot that boats can't get into, where I might can sneak up on some of them fish. And uh, yeah. talks to a couple big girls. <laughs> Man, that's great. Well, well, let's get into a little bit of uh, some of your favorite fishing techniques. Like, what, what, what's some of your go-tos that, that you like? Well, I'm a big-time puncher, so I love punching, punching anything. Weeds, grass, trash in the corner, <laughs> whatever Whatever they got that's over them, I want to go punch it. Uh, that's my favorite. I can do that all day. I love it. But if I if that's not it, I love to flip. You know, I'll flip a, a jig or a little crawl around. Um, now, now, real quick, before we get too far into this, for a brand-new angler that has no idea what you're talking about, can you describe, okay. <laughs> like, flipping and punching a little bit? Yeah. Well, punching is pretty much you taking a, a heavy weight, an ounce, a little three quarters ounce, ounce and a half, ounce and a quarter weight, uh, with a hook, a skirt, um, your favorite crawl, plastic bait, and anything that has like a canopy over the water, grass, uh, hyacinth, you know, some of the, the vines, anything of that nature where you can take the heavy weight and punch your through that to get to the bottom. And then fish, you know, that's up at the top, but then you got four, five, six, seven feet under below it. And then fish will have a lot of times they have their back right up to it or they're sitting right on the bottom. And a lot 99% of the times it's a reaction bite. As soon as that that bait goes through there, uh they're gonna hit it right then and there. Or as soon as it hits the bottom, they're gonna hit it. And you just gotta be ready. And you just never know what size the fish are in there. It's you catch one punch fish, it, you're just hooked for life. You know, um, and when I say flipping, it's kind of like the same thing, but you're doing it with a, a lighter weight. So, you know, you could drop down to like a, a half ounce, quarter ounce uh, weight and um, with the same kind of setup and flip it around open areas, tules, rocks, docks, uh, things of that nature, maybe uh, light, loose grass, um, something like that. Um, outside of that, uh, I love th I'll throw a chatterbait, a, vibrat a vibrating jig. Um, I hear those are work very well. I caught my biggest fish on those uh, chatterbaits. I, I love the green pumpkin, something that imitates a bluegill, and uh, yeah, I could. I love throwing that. And a lot, everything else is gonna be like top water. You know, I, I love throwing a, a buzz bait, um, the whopper plopper. Yeah, you know, whopper yeah. plopper. I love. Whopper, it. Yeah, I throw those two and a frog. You know, that uh, that Bobby Perfect frog. And uh, yeah, I get busy because in tournaments, when you got when you got your mindset on tournament, you got to think to win. So it's gonna require you to throw them bigger baits, throw the baits that you might go two three hours without a bite type baits to to win the tournament. You know you can't go and be like, oh, I, I'll just be happy catching fish. Well then you're not gonna win, you know, because that that's not the object of the game. You know you got to catch those bigger fish. And to entice those bigger fish, you need those bigger bait. And the longer one can 
keep that bigger bait in his hand, you know, seems to to do well uh, a lot of the times, and, and and can beat the field by by a lot. And somebody can be like, man, I don't know how he's doing it yet, because the guy is throwing that big bait that attracts those bigger fish, and he's willing to throw it, you know, four or five, six hours, maybe even a whole tournament uh, to get those fish. When some of us would say, hey, half through, halfway through the tournament, like, I don't have no fish in the boat. I'm about to go down to this little worm or whatever and just get five keepers uh, to save face so I don't have to come in with nothing. You know, and some guys would say, it's one hour left. He still don't have a fish, and he's still optimistic, like, Five bites and I can win it. <laughs> yeah, it's both, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's possible, you know. You find the fish, you know, you can pull them all in that last hour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why I love topwater because it can happen quick, fast, in a hurry. You know, and I mix in all the other stuff, you know, I'll drop shot and, you know, drag a jig or throw a little little Kitex swim bait around. You know, a cinco here and there, but for the most, for the most time, I'm going big. I'm going for what's trying to, you know, to separate myself, you know, from the from the crowd because most of these tournaments draw in a hundred guys. So you got a hundred guys on the lake, and we all throwing the same stuff. Well, somebody, you got to do something different, you know, to separate yourself. So I'm always thinking like that. So you ain't really playing. Thinking about the numbers, you're thinking about size. Exactly, I could care less about you're the numbers. To find those big, right? Exactly, because I I can come out and practice by myself, or come out on a Saturday by myself and come catch some numbers. Yeah, that's that's for that's for you do for fun, but for tournaments, you gotta catch the, the her. You, <laughs> you gotta go get her, and it's it might it might require you. You might it might not work. A lot of times it don't work, but sometimes it might be. Three full tournaments in a row that it just worked. And, you know, it's the chances you're willing to take. And I say it's all that mental game to make you be like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's been three hours where I don't bite. I don't think they're biting it. And you switch and do something. But sometimes it requires that. They're not biting it. And good thing you did switch and did that. So, you know, the game is just so many, so many variables in the game, you know, <laughs> to, to win. They say all that has to come together. For you to win, because the competition is stiff at every tournament, you know. Hey, you're talking about going out for fun and catching those numbers, man. I'm still waiting on that day. You know, like I said, the most I've ever caught in a day is three. You know, oh, I, I want to go out there and, if you and was, like catch like 10, 15, 20 fish, something like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, man, if you was out here or out like Lake Shasta, you can go to Lake Shasta tomorrow and probably catch 100 fish. <laughs> man, I, I, I've I've heard that you can go out and like just slay them out there. I heard like yeah. you know most of them are you know average size. Right, right, right. And, like, slay them. Yeah. And, man, it, I, I was like, I don't care what size they are. I don't care if they're all little dinks. You know, exactly. I just catch a bunch of fish. Hey, but, that's the best I'm, feeling. I might need to make a trip out there and let you put me on some fish. You let me know, brother. You get out here, I got you. Because I said you fish the <laughs> Delta a lot. We can literally fish the Delta all day. And caught three fish. But one of them could be like an eight, nine, ten pounder, though, good younder on them. And the other two could be two, five, six younders. But it's only three fish. And you worked your butt off for those three fish. But then you hey, go to you know, those are gonna be the fun fish you pull in. Right. So you know, like the fun of shasta is like, oh man, it's so fun to go catch a hundred fish and then there every cast 
I'm catching the fish. Like, oh, this feels so good. Like, it feels good just to go fishing and catch some fish, you know, except getting out of tournament mind. Because tournament mind is like, hey, we only need three fish or we only need five fish. So we don't need 100 fish. We just need five. Let's go try to catch the biggest five fish. All we need is five bites. So, you know, and if you think like that, yeah, a lot of times you don't get that many bites, <laughs> you know, versus going somewhere. It's like, oh, it's good to get a lot of bites. So you don't want to get a lot of bites. <laughs> Man, maybe one day I'll make it out there. I, yeah. I, I don't fly, so it'd make it kind of better. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 what's your personal best? I guess largemouth. Largemouth. Uh, largemouth is eleven pounds. <sighs> Yeah, Man. and the craziest yeah. thing is I caught the 11 pounds and a 10 pounds in the same tournament. Man. And then to make it cooler it, was it was back-to-back cast. Oh, my. <laughs> How crazy Man, is that? I, I bet people would saw, saw that. I bet that was the tournament where they were like, just get in the truck. Let's go home. Yo, that was <laughs> yeah. it. That was like... <laughs> At that point, I was already like winning a majority of tournaments. I was winning a lot of tournaments, doing good. And this was a turkey shoot that we had on Wednesdays. And a lot of people show up, a lot of the good guys who fish the Delta show up. And I was doing good, like the three tournaments prior to that. I'm at the, you know, second or third. And then I go out by myself. And I had this spot I was going to fish for frog fishing. I caught some in practice. I said, oh, I'm about to go down there. Maybe I can catch myself like 15, 16 pounds on frog fishing. So I'm headed down there. So I passed this tulis, these tulis at the island, and the wind, the current was just pushing it just right. And I said, man, that looked like I should have thrown a chatter over there. And I said, uh, man, let's just get to the frog spot, man. We ain't got no time. So I keep going. At the end of the island, they had some stuff for me to punch, some hyacinth in the corner. So I said, oh, no, let's go punch the hyacinth. Now we can punch the hyacinth, and then we'll cruise up to the, to the, uh, to the tulis. So I go to the hyacinth. I flip up in there. Boom. Get her. Five yonder come out. I was like, oh man, okay. So now I'm throwing the chatterbait, throwing it for a couple of casts. Make one cast, I'm bringing it to the boat. I look down, there's a 10 plus pounder following it. I'm like, oh my gosh. I stopped reeling, she hit it right at the boat. Bow! And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm at the front of the boat, I'm walking her to the back of the boat like a dog on the side of the boat. I'm like, please stay, bud, please stay, bud. So she's just coming along on the side. I grab the net, she go to jump, grab her, net her. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's 10 pounder. Like, oh yeah. Throw her in a boat. I'm like, I got a 10 and a five. This is crazy. So I get right back, troll back up, fix my tail on my chatterbait. I'm making the next cast. As I make the next cast, I'm just thinking like, I can't believe this. I wasn't even stop here. That's a 10 pounder and a five pounder. As soon as it hit the water, boom. I'm like, oh my God, another fish. So I'm really, but this fish like hit it hard, but it's not even fighting. So I'm really halfway to me. I'm like, man, I hope it's not a log, but I'm like, it hit like a real fish, but it's not doing that. So I'm getting and bringing it. It gets to the boat and it just jumps 11 yonder. I said, oh my God. Oh my God. So she falls. I'm like so close to the tool. She's pulling so hard. I got no drag on there. 17 pound fluorocarbon test. I'm like, please don't break off, please. I'm like trying to reach for the net. Like nobody's going to believe this. If I don't catch <laughs> I get the net. She turns. Soon as she turns, she turns, run right into the net. I was like, I put her up, put her in the box. I mean, I put her on the, the boat. I grab my phone. I do a video. And um, I, I put, her, put her in the box. Now, this is like the first hour of the tournament. 
I was like, I got... And you're already done. <laughs> man, you know? So I'm like, I'm about to catch 40 pounds today. I said, I'm about to catch the biggest bag of jumps I've ever seen. I said, I, I, like, I haven't even got to my spot yet. Oh, they in trouble. So I got three fish. I'm driving to the spot like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I get to the frog spot. I catch two little fish there all day, like two three-pounders or something. It, it was like nothing. <laughs> I was like, no, that spot was dead. I ended up fishing the rest of the day, catching some more fish. I came back. I had like 30 pounds and some change, but just those two fish. I got pictures like in my Facebook and everything with both of them. And they did a little article on Western Bass on me and everything. But yeah, something like that, like, doesn't happen. But at the same time, I was out there like every day. And the thing to me was like, how am I here out here every day fishing like every day? And I don't catch 10 pounders or 11 or 12 pounders. Like, this is ridiculous. At that point, I was catching so many, like a lot of nine pounders, a lot of nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, a <laughs> couple of 10 pounders, but nothing over 10. Nothing over 10. One day here, I got like four 10-pounders. And I'm like, I can't get nothing then at 11. And, but since then, I still haven't caught nothing over that. Nothing close to that. Uh, I had caught a couple of nines. I think one more 10-pounder after that. But that was an amazing day. Like, I will never forget that day. Oh, I bet. I, I, I bet, like, people were probably looking at you like, is he cheating? Oh, he oh back yeah. There, See, like, that's what he was Yeah, it was like... How is he doing this? Like by himself. Like this guy, it's a team tournament. He's going up there by himself <laughs> doing this. You know? So guys were like, man, what is he doing? What is he doing, man? This is crazy. But the 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 OGs of the Delta who really fished the Delta, the legends, they would see me out there because they'd be out there working just as hard. So they saw me out there practicing. So they were like, nah, he he out there putting his work in. Like he's he's the guy right now. That's what happened. It was, it was just, it put me on a whole nother level, and it was like where I was trying to get to from the beginning. Like it was like I like I felt like I made it. Like I I, I arrived where the legends was tipping their hat to me, and like that was the best feeling. Like I was coming into a tournament, and then you know you get D Thomas and come talk to you, Bobby Barrett. You know, like these guys to come acknowledge. Not ah oh, man, that's the best feeling <laughs> out this way. That that's man, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, I, yeah. I've been like I, I could only imagine, you know, catching those two fish back to back. That'd be <laughs> awesome. What what about smallmouth? You know what? This? I I rarely smallmouth. Lake Berryessa have some smallmouth. I'll probably say my best smallmouth is probably I think I caught uh probably a four and some change. I would say is my big small. I haven't caught a lot of that's, small. That's, that's, that's still, that's still a decent smallmouth right there. Yeah, oh, at, yeah. At, least, at least around here. I don't know about like what a normal. Well, size here, y'all, that's, big out, that's big out in California. We don't, as far as I know, the smallmouth. But like I said, when it comes to the lakes, I'm still kind of fresh at it. So you know, guys would know more than me about when it comes to smallmouth and spotted bass. But I do catch them because, like, Lake Berryessa, uh, Shasta, you know, um, it's a bunch of lakes out here that, that have them. But uh majority of the time when I go, they're small. You know, I don't yep. catch anything real big. I don't know if I'm misunderstanding you. or, or Is the Delta not a lake? I, I hear the Delta, and I assume Del the Delta is a lake, but like I don't actually know anything about it. So, it no, the Delta is not a lake. It's 
oh, I guess they, they call it the, the delta. Like the, the lake water flows into the delta. The water from the delta uh, runs down to L.A., um, with the, 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 for the, for the drinking water and what, for the farming water and whatnot. Um, okay. so yes. And then it's connected with the, with the bay. So there is a period where the bay from the salt water transitions to the fresh water. So we'll have seals out here and to the fresh water. Like, yeah, like the seals is a, a big problem out here, you know, like they eating on the fish, all the fish and they get smarter and smarter at it every year like it was times in the delta where every year there were about three to five 15 pounders caught that someone come in with a 15 pounder oh somebody caught another 15 pounder you don't hear about that you hardly even hear yeah. about 10 pounders no more hey the fish go up to bed and they're on beds and the seals would be right there just picking them off the beds like, oh man it's it's sad then with the heavy spraying that they're doing out here in the delta yeah, this it's a big fight going in the, and then the tunneling with the water taking the water and drawing more salt water into the fresh water. It, it's a fight. The Delta guys and Delta people out here are putting up a big fight to try to keep this Delta alive. You know, it's sad because years ago it was amazing. All the fish, any type of fish that you wanted to catch that the Delta had to offer was easy to catch and tons of fun. Now you have to work for these fish. You know, it, it's just sad. Yeah, yeah sorry that if that was a stupid question or anything. No, like, no, no, I, hey. I, I hey. didn't know anything about it. No, he said, even with me, I, I'm still learning, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> like from the Delta and the lakes, but, and the Delta is a tidal, a tidal fishery as well. So, you know, you got to, you got to also watch out for the tides when they're swinging, you know, you, you could be in. Fish a spot one day and uh, today and catch them and it's four or five feet and you're fishing and, and it's just beautiful and then you come there the next day and there's two foot and it's like on the ground and it's totally different <laughs> you know <laughs> you got to know how to adapt to that and fish it at knowing the times and yeah it's a lot of calculation goes into it you know but and and it and it's and it's a very big place to fish I mean you could it take years just to to say you fished a bulk of the Delta. Yeah, it's a lot of fish, a lot of places to fish. Well, uh, right. something I like to do on here is uh, when I'm interviewing somebody, I, li I like, there's a couple questions I like to ask them. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here a little All bit. All right. And not, not, nothing too bad. Nothing too bad. Okay, uh, all good. <laughs> like, okay, you, you got a bad has never bass fished before in his life, but he wants to get into it. He's about to go to, I, I don't know what y'all got out there, but like Bass Pro Shop, Cabela's, uh -huh. Academy Sports, Dick's Sporting Goods, wherever he, he's going to go, and he's going to pick up a couple baits. Uh -huh. He asks you, say, Obedi, well, what? I'm, I'm going to go grab three baits. So if somebody brand new, never bass fished, what three baits are you going to tell him to pick up? Number one, I'm going to say is grab that Z-Man TRD. <laughs> that thing just flaps out, catches them. Right? And you ain't got to do much nothing but throw it out there and then just drag it on back nice and slow. And that's it. I, I'll catch more fish on that thing. 
when I when, when I'm throwing that TRD around, if if I don't get bit on that, uh, my mind is ain't no fish around. <laughs> they're, they're eating that thing. You know, I would say that'd be number one. That's an easy bait to throw, easy thing to learn on. Um, now, the the TRD, I, I'm not real familiar with the Z Man stuff. I've used it a little bit. Is the yeah. TRD that, uh, like the Ned Rig crawl? The Ned Rig. Small crawl? Exactly. Yep. The yeah. Ned Rig, the is TRD the, Ned Rig. Is, is it the crawl one or, or is it the. Like the no, small the, worm looking one. The, the small like, worm. That's the, that's what the TRD is. Okay. Yeah. I think the other one's okay. The, okay. Crawl. okay. Yeah. So the the TRD Ned rig, little worm, the short worm, look like your finger. You throw that out there. It the with the last text with what it's made out of. It allows it to float. So that float, they just can't. They when it sits up in the water, they just can't stand it. And uh, you for sure are gonna build confidence. You throw that around anywhere they have some bass. You throw that around. You for sure are gonna catch you some fish. Um, my second bait of choice, I tell you, I say uh, drop shot. I say get you a drop shot, uh, like a, a drop shot, a little worm. Uh, I know we throw like a, um, uh, gosh, what is it called? Uh, what is it, margarita mutilator? Um, gosh, can't, can't even think of the little. But pretty much any any little worm will do. You get you a little hook, get you a, get the drop shot weight, a little weight. Put the hook. The hook is going to be a couple inches above the weight. You put your little worm on there and just shake that around. Anything, grass, wood, trees. Um, a lot of times those little worms do a lot of damage on big fish. You know, when everybody's throwing big stuff, it's kind of clean to throw something real small at them because they've seen all this big stuff come by. And might be spookish that day, a little skish, and then you throw that little worm, and they say, "Oh, that's just little worm. I can eat little worm. Ain't no problem." <laughs> and then <laughs> you off and running, you know. Um, my third bait. Oh man, I guess my third bait. I guess is all depending on what type of fishing you're doing. I mean, if, in the type of the year, you know, if you can get away with some top water, I would say throw a frog or uh, like a zero spook or a whopper plopper. Something to that just so you can get confidence of throwing some top water and have an opportunity to catch bigger fish. That first thing in the morning before the sun comes up and that later in the evening, right when that sun is dropping, those are like magic time. You know, you get off work at five. It don't get dark until nine. You can get out there for a couple hours. Just go out there with top water baits and you will be surprised what will happen. Oh, my God. Magic can happen. So I will definitely get mix that up. Now, I mean, if I can have a little bonus lure for you, I would have some type of reaction like a spinner bait, uh, a crank bait, or a chatter bait, you know. But I would I would start off with the worms and uh, kind of building myself up from there. Once you get that, have just one of those other reaction baits uh, just in your back pocket to you know <clears throat> just to try out. Cool. And, and, and what you were saying with the top water. Now, I've never had success with topwater until this year. I bought me some of those whopper ploppers. And I, I know people <laughs> that listen to this are probably so tired of hearing me talk about whopper ploppers. <laughs> but, but, man, I, I can't tell you how much I love them. Because yeah. they're, so, they're so easy to use, especially for somebody new. that you know, Like a spook, it takes a little skill for a spook to do right. the walk the dog and all uh -huh. that. Man, man, for a whopper plopper, you throw <laughs> right. it out. And 
you know, just find that right that right crank speed yeah, to where I, it's making that right noise, and exactly. you don't take but you know maybe two to four cranks, and yep. if there's a fish there, bam, it, yeah, it's going to get it. And another thing, like the slower you can get away with it, that you can retrieve it, the better of hearing it. Because a lot of times, if you start moving it too fast, they'll they'll come up and hit it, but they'll just knock it in the air. Think it's kind of harder for them to kind of get it. Unless it's a big one, he just really get it. But he'll start noticing you'll miss a bunch. Like, man, he keep hitting and he keep hitting it, but I'm missing it. Yeah, you're just going too fast. You slow that thing to a snail's crawl. Then when they hit it, nine times ten, they got it. You know, and don't be afraid to even throw the small whopper plopper. They got like three sizes, but the 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 baby one, that small one. The 75, that one you're talking about, yeah, the one yeah. that's like short and fat. Exactly. Little now that one just has a different a different noise when it a uh, different pitch when you retrieve it. So, so everyone's throwing whopper plopper in your area, the same one, the big one, the bloop, 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 bloop. Get that smaller one yeah. and it's it's a little it's it's a and it's a different noise. And that that little difference right there could be the difference even coming behind somebody or the fish something like oh they're not used to that noise that's just something different and they're not and if the fish are a little spookish it won't it's less intimidating to them to come up in and hit it like that's just a little something I can crush that versus the bigger one like well, we kind of went up and swirled at it and they're yeah that's just too big you know but you downside yeah you can definitely do a lot of damage with that yeah man. I- I've, I love them so much. I even caught bluegill on the 110 side. Really? Like, this bluegill, <laughs> yeah. This, this bluegill is like not much bigger than this whopper plopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got, actually love got that on video. They hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Either they love it or they hate it, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they were starved out there. They were hungry or something. <laughs> but uh, but uh, my, my other question is for – for a brand new angler, uh, what what's one piece of advice that you would that you would give somebody like just starting out? Um. Well, if you, I mean, if if if, if you're just in, if, if a tournament guy, if you just get started in tournaments, what I would tell you is a good piece of advice is let your first cast like you so excited like oh I can't believe we bought the fish and we're here. You getting ready to you can't you're so excited to make that first cast, like ah, oh, I'm about to catch this fish. Let that first cast, that excitement of that first cast match your last cast of the day. If you can keep that same energy as that first cast all the way to the last cast, you did yourself so much justice. You kept yourself in the game all the way to the end. No matter how bad it looks, every cast can be that potential fish and make sure that last cast before you gotta pull that trolling motor up or pull that kayak up the water that you still got that he could he could be the potential of the game winning fish. That attitude there will, will carry you through the whole team. And and I think it'll keep your momentum, keeping a lot of casting, keeping yourself grabbing the lures and fishing harder, fishing real hard at 7 and feeling like you out the game. So that and for guys who's just going out there just to fish, man, um go as much as you can. Don't let it be where uh you know I need 10 hours to go. If it's not eight or 10 hours of fishing, then I won't go. So you don't go for so long. If it's two hours to go out there, go for the two hours because, and then when you go, a lot of times guys try to switch it up. Don't keep going to the same lake in the same spot. Go to the other side of the lake. If you haven't been there, try something different, go to a different lake, do your research and, and, and your due diligence and find out where the bite is too. 
You know, you're hearing guys online and they're talking, man, this guy or a guy posting his fish, man, where he at? In the comments, he's saying, man, I'm at this such and such lake. Get to that lake. <laughs> Get out there, grab your lures and go practice and see what you can come up with. That's just going to make you a better fisherman. And if you do step into the tournament world, you kind of versatile at different lakes. You've seen different things. You know how to do different baits. you got confidence in different things. Like I said, it's all about, it's a confidence game. The more things you got confidence in, the better you are. The only way you're going to get those confidence is by hitting different things and, not, and getting out your comfort zone. So what? You didn't catch no fish that whole day at that new place. But you learned something. I guarantee you learned something. You cannot tell me you didn't learn something. You learned something. And if you go multiple times, the more you're going to learn. It ain't never a failure. It's always a learning process. So you never look at it. If I don't catch no fish, I don't look at it like, ah, oh, man, I, I I suck, man. This this ain't for me. Nah, I learned from that. I know what not to do next time I come out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I know eventually I'm going to figure it out. It's just going to take time. Man, I, that's good. That's great advice right there. But, uh, Matt, I hate to do this, but I can start wrapping it up. But, man, I'd love to have you back on here sometime. This has been a pleasure, great interview and everything. I'm so stoked to talk to you, and, you know, (laughs) you you didn't let me down. (laughs) Thank you, uh, brother. I appreciate that. (laughs) Glad to be of service, man, anytime. Uh, you want to you want to throw out like your social media and stuff for people to follow you uh sponsors yeah. all that good stuff yeah well you can follow me on uh facebook at uh obedee williams o b e d i e williams uh slash ripping lips r i p p n l i p p s and you can follow me on uh instagram at ripping lips r i p p n underscore L I P P S Ripping Lips, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty, and I'm and I'm on Ripping Lips on YouTube as well. So you can follow me at all those. You know, I do a story. I I, I have you t- uh, tag along with me as I go on my fishing expeditions, and uh, yeah, you know, I just try to bring smiles and try to motivate you to get out there and just do more fishing, man. And enjoy your life. Uh, got any sponsors or anything? You yeah, well, shout out to right now, my man, uh, Dan out of Headwaters. Uh, you know, if you are on this side at Lodi, there's the kayak and the whole kayak world on this side. He's the guy that we all, you know, uh, go check, go, go, go get all our kayak supplies from. And he takes good care of us. You know, uh, man, the Rippin' Lips hit squad, you know, my guys with the Rippin' Lips. Also, my the dark, the dark horse crew, you know, that's my kayak crew. You know, then my brothers right there. You can uh, check us out, man. Sierra Nevada, you know, they sponsor us while we out there um fishing so you know i'll show them some love and uh yeah man just my family and my fans man i love y'all man like i said you guys keep me going right like when you hit me and, and ask me to do this that's the type of stuff that brings me happiness that keeps me going that was like you know what people like this you know and, and it gets people through their day and i'm motivating people to go out there and experience this beautiful thing we like to call fishing you know so you know i'm just doing my part man and uh yeah, man, I'm glad you had me on here, man. And uh, shout out to all your fans out there, man. Yeah, get out there and uh, go rip some lips. Be a fisherman, not a wisherman. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's been, it's been, truly been a pleasure to have you on on here. Like, had some good laughs, some good, good information, and all that, man. I, uh, uh, 
Shout out to some of our show sponsors. We got Rocktown Paddle Sports, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Southern Light Company, uh, Cowdy Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, uh, Hammered Lures. Don't forget about uh, Hammered Lures Recycled Plastic Program. All your beat up, messed up, soft plastics, save them, send them to the address in the show notes. He's going to melt them down, new plastics out of them, and uh, donate those to Heroes on the Water. So it's going to a good cause and all that. Uh, check out our website, paddleandfin.com. Uh, check out the merchandise tab on there. Uh, we have on pre-order right now. we got the shirts, all that good stuff. Uh, you can email us, paddleandfin at gmail.com. If there's any, any interviews. Views you'd like me to get, um, any techniques you'd like me to find out about, you can get me directly at bassfishingfornoobs at gmail.com. But uh, other than that, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.